Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to Ball Watching. It feels like it's been forever, and Justin and I are stoked to be back with you all and providing what is a ton of news and updates around City. Uh, we are getting closer and closer to kickoff. Couldn't be more excited, but we've got a, a loaded agenda for you all today. We're going to do something new, and I'll explain it in a second, but uh, people liked the the fun little segments to start off the show, so we're going to start with a five-a-side, and I'll get to that here, but we're going to cover some of the roster changes. Uh, we've made some transfers. We've also, we've also signed our first homegrown. Uh, we have some f- listener questions as well, and some updates around the first team, coaches, and preseason, which has just kicked off uh, this past week, if you're listening to this now. Uh, so we've got a lot to cover with you all today, but first... We have five aside, and this is Justin and I kind of talking back and forth, like what can we do to kind of keep it fresh uh, on some of these kind of like fun trivia stuff and debates we've had earlier on past episodes. But five aside, soccer wise, for those that know soccer or even don't, so, uh, five aside is like a small sided game where instead of playing 11 v 11, you kind of cut those numbers in half and you can play on a smaller kind of field and play a little more tight. And kind of test certain abilities of players to, you know, keep it in tight spaces, keep close control of the ball, you know, connect short passes and, you know, really be a lot more aware in a smaller space. Uh, so that's kind of what five aside is. And we're going to use it for a little bit differently. Justin, do you want to tell them what we're kind of going to do with this? Yeah, this first one. I didn't I didn't I was dubbed to choose the first five aside. Kind of tough. I went with what's your top five road snacks like you're on a road trip. You're stopping at a gas station. What are five things you're grabbing, Jake? I'll let you kick it off. I so already we're saw picking, your list. I, I'm we're picking, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have some good ones here. We're picking our team of five that we would bring to this this game to beat the other team. So kind of like our top draft uh, of what this, this subject is. So for gas station, road trip, food, and drink. Uh, my number one that I had, I'm a big sweets guy. If I'm going to the gas station, it's not frequent. I'm picking up me a, a Reese's Big Cup. Big, big fan of the Reese's. Huge sweet tooth. I've got to get it there. I will not have it anywhere else but the gas station. Keep moving. Go. Go Keep through the, your whole five. Yeah. I'm Fly. also picking up coffee. I, whenever I'm on the road, I don't really drive much. I work at home. Uh, when I am on the road, I usually tend to pick up coffee. It's probably early in the morning. I'm usually the driver in my relationship as well. So uh, I'm picking up coffee if we are just doing a longer drive. And I also I also probably pick up water anyway. Big water guy. A little bit tough on the road. You gotta you gotta temper the water a little bit though. You can't be stopping uh, every couple hours. So I've got water in my third spot. Fourth, underrated. If you're going to go somewhere where you're gonna have to start, you know, and you're going to meet friends like right away after the road trip, gotta pick up some five hours. You know, it's it's tough to be on the road for a couple hours. So you're picking up a five hour maybe to get that night going right when you get there. And then finally, I get a little car sick sometimes if I'm not driving which is weird. I don't get really nauseous at all anywhere else, but pretzels, pretzels are there for me uh, in those hard times. So that is where I round off my, my five aside for gas station food drink week. I know also, you love your, it. your heart's going to die. You're getting a coffee in five <laughs> hour for the same car. Ride. I'll be good. Care. I'll be yeah. good. All right. I'm, I'm on my way to Chicago, five hour trip. We're gonna make this quick. Dr. Pepper. If I'm driving twisted tea, if I'm not driving, always a good car drink. I'll take it. Uh, we're also going to move on to <laughs> I have a couple childish things on here, but I'm on a road trip, so who cares? Uh, a Lunchable. I'm a big Lunchable fan. That's kind of like a – you don't want to get like a gas station sandwich. I'll take the Lunchable. Nice cup. Uh, big Chex Mix guy as a snack. Also another kind of filling one. I'm a big fan of the rollers. Probably not good for the other people in the car, yeah. depending on what's coming out of me after that. But I like it. Uh, the barbecue twisties, they're like the – wait, do I have 
Oh, I have six things here. Yeah, what what the heck? You just take out the twi- take out the twisties. Take out the twisties. Okay, We're almost twisties six months. Sixlets. You've read sixlets are like MMs, but better. A little yeah. sweet tooth. That's it. Okay. I'm getting full, maybe a little gassy, a little sweet tooth, a little buzz. Yeah, I didn't see any frozen food in there, Justin, but I know you're a big frozen guy as well. I, you know, it's kind of difficult to, to heat that up on the road, but we'll, we'll have to cover some best frozen foods. I know you're, you're a connoisseur in that area. Uh, so out of five aside, hopefully you all kind of enjoy that. We're going to kind of be doing these drafts and these kind of picking our five favorite things out of this for um, and try this out for a little bit. So getting into the fun stuff, uh, obviously it's been a couple of weeks since we last chatted with you all. And I think we ran through the current roster as it stood to date. And of course, I want to say like what, Justin, two days after we dropped that episode, City finally filled the gap in the central defensive midfield side of the park and signing in Yobolo Blum from nice. South Africa, 23-year-old. On an undisclosed fee, he's a central de- defensive midfielder. We've seen him kind of compared a little bit recently in Manuel Veth's article for Transfer Market uh, to Tyler Adams. So we kind of know what Tyler Adams brings to our national team. And, man, what a signing. If that's really what he's projected to be for us, he is going to be critical to our success in a place we don't have too much depth at this point. I completely agree. I think it's a, a hole that needed to be filled. And I, Lute's kind of alluded to that. We were doing the draft anyway. She's like, Santa might still be coming right around the corner. And he delivered. I completely agree. I'm happy with that. And the other one that we signed as a transfer is Ben Lunt. He's a 27-year-old German goalkeeper. He'll be our backup to Roman. $50,000 transfer, uh, transfer fee per transfer market website from the Phoenix Rising FC. And his contract is through 2024 with an option 2025. Um, that's also kind of one of those holes that we needed to have. I think it's obviously we're going to have Berkey, but in case of injuries or if we do any of these open cup games and Berkey's been playing a lot of games recently, I think he can step in and get the job done. He began his career with Hertha BSC Academy system, went to Akron um, in Ohio and then was drafted by Cincy, but has mainly been in the USL little stats, 26 shutouts in 74 games over the previous four seasons. He defends the net. He's agile for a six, five guy. He's above average with his feet as well. So I think it's a great backup. Yeah, all things needed. We definitely need depth in that position. You know, God forbid an injury to Berkey or also, you know, cup games when you want to tend to give some of these guys a try. But really quick, back to Blom. This guy is going to be crucial for us. He's already got World Cup qualifier experience for South Africa. He's got ties to Kaiser Chiefs, which is where we actually got him from, which is uh, having the same kind of roots back to Bradley Carnell uh, as well. So I feel like all these signings kind of have one or two kind of connection points back to the staff that, that run the team. But he'll be with us for a while, I think, until – uh, options at least until 26, but he signed until 24. And we got a deal on this guy. Transfer Market has his value at $625,000. I want to say that Transfer Market also said that we got him for 300. So echoing the same sentiment you're seeing where we have a team that's assembled, I think of maybe a total of 17 million in terms of value together, but we've acquired them for far less that money. So we're making some gambles here and hoping some guys pay off that are potential and also by bringing in some veterans as well to, to help bring that stability to our core. But Really, really exciting acquisitions. I really hope there's a couple more in the central midfield part of it, but I think we filled two big gaps. Backup goalie, central defensive midfielder, we got it. All, all, and, all squared away there. And I think Blum is going to be a, a guy that we'll, you'll be seeing on the field immediately, especially when they just came. We'll kind of touch on this later, but they just came out with all the jersey numbers. He's number six. That's not a number that you guy that you typically just leave on the bench. So I think he'll be mm-hmm. a very great holding defender in front of an already stout back line. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point about the numbers. People that don't know soccer numbers, the number is actually 10 to pretty much 
tell the story sometimes of how important a player is to that squad. Usually I'd say rule of thumb, depending on some players, some players might have an exception to this, but most players, if you're within like the 14 down to zero or down to one range, you're pretty important to the team. Unless some guy has an affinity for 27 or someone in the thirties. Wasn't like Bradley Wright Phillips, like 99. Yes. Like some of these guys just like, I mean, he's a starter. Hall of Fame MLS guy, but it, unless they really like one of those odd numbers and it means something to them, you'll usually be, like you said, 14 and down. Yeah, nine's popular, seven's popular, 10's really, really sought after 11, uh, six is big for midfield. So there's kind of all the tricks uh, in there and those, all those numbers are out there. So search them if you're curious, especially at buying jerseys, all the numbers are out there now. I think almost everyone has a sign one, maybe not some of the new uh, draftees like Johnny Klein uh, and O'Malley yet, Yeah, but I we think, had one uh, more signing. Oh, that was, I was just about to say, I think Johnny Klein, Max Steiner, and Indiana Vasilev are three of the guys without numbers as of right Got now, there you that go. I believe. But yes, one go. more signing, probably one of the more exciting ones. When I saw this, I, I mean, they kind of tricked us on Twitter a little bit. They just released some audio to it. It's like, oh, yeah, can you act like you're signing? And like, oh, who did we grab? And it's like, I haven't really seen anything. It's because he was a homegrown guy. We got Caden Glover. He's a 15-year-old, Jake. I don't really understand. That was shocking to me because I was like, what was I doing when I was 15? I, was I like, can tell I was you. A, I can tell you what you were doing. Well, I had to do some research. I'm like, God, that makes you feel old. In 2007 is when he was born. The first iPhone had just come out that year. And the song playing at the top of the charts, you and I were at grade school mixers cranking that Soldier Boy uh, during that time (laughs) when he was born. It's it's brutal to think about. But (laughs) I guess exciting if if he's going to pan out for us. Yeah, he's a homegrown kid, 15 years old, signed to a five-year deal. He's from Columbia, Illinois. He's a forward. Um, he's out of our uh, academy, and that's we'll kind of get a t- we'll explain what homegrown means, but that's pretty much it. So he's from our U seventeen academy and City two. His contract is through twenty twenty seven, and he's the first homegrown player, and he's local, just Columbia, Illinois, just across yep. the river. I'm extremely excited for this kid. What else you got on him, Jake? Yeah, you know, I know he's got a little uh, youth national team in him. He does. He does. He's got some some caps at the youth national team level, which so do a couple other fellows on our team. Tyson Pierce. We talked about Fritz Volmar before. We talked about Aaron Hurd. We've got some guys that are making jumps up to the national team level, which is amazing to hear about. But Caden specifically, I mean, he's thinking about he was playing for our U-17 Academy. He's 15, so he's playing two years up. He made his debut actually at a game we were at, Justin, uh, for City 2 as well. So, I mean, he's playing with gentlemen, like adults out there, and he is he can't even drive legally yet. He's got a, probably a permit. Uh, so really, really exciting. And that's not shocking on a, on a European scale. Like worldwide, you know, the, the age keeps getting younger to see these people making their debuts and making a really legitimate impact on teams. But for us, I think it's exciting. He's going to be here for five years. He's got great experience already. And I know I heard rumblings that he was having offers from elsewhere overseas as well. So I think it's a great signing for us. Hopefully this becomes his proving ground and his development ground to become what we were projecting him to be. So I was soaked by this. Going back to the homegrown thing, Justin, if people don't know what really what homegrown players means, we have a whole mechanism in the MLS for signing homegrown players. They get a homegrown player designation on our roster and there is no limit to the amount of homegrown players you can sign in any given year, but they, they can occupy a slot on the senior roster or the supplemental roster. So senior roster kind of being the one to 20 spots and supplemental being everything after the 30. Uh, and they can get paid kind of a different amount of range, but really they can earn each year up to $125,000 above the reserve minimum, which is 65,000 uh, or the senior minimum, which is 84,000. So he's making money. 
as well. And I'm not saying that he's going to debut or, or like immediately and be an impact player, but I'd be shocked if we didn't give him a debut somewhere this season. I bet he'll log a lot of city two minutes and keep growing. Oh, absolutely. I think that, that the amount of money you were just talking about for a 15 year old is insane. Yeah. And that he's getting dropped off at practice to play. <laughs> like that's, that's just ridiculous to me. It's like, all right, mom, I'll see you in two hours. But yeah. it, And I do think one of the things that you mentioned, it's important to know that he was getting looks overseas as well. And I think that's why we locked him up. Let's lock this kid up for five years. Why not? And like you said, we Absolutely. can get as many homegrown players for a year. There's no limit to that. So I'm extremely happy that we signed him and congrats to Caden. Yeah. And he brings our numbers, if I'm counting correctly, up to about 25 players total that have been signed. So keep in mind that roster, the whole roster kind of holds one to 30 and you know like there's kind of a, two rosters there's the one to 20 which is the senior roster and supplemental 21 to 30 um and those guys you know could make it to a, a game day you know 18 uh or, or actually start you know and they could play but it's really more that one to 20 that you're a lot more focused on so Caden's salary will not oh i just i just said Caden. yeah it is Caden. um Caden Glover. He, his salary will not count probably against that that salary budget that we have for city so that's another cool thing about the home road rule um in terms of getting out of the players, let's talk about coaches for a second, Justin, because we had some some announcements here. Nothing really shocking uh, in terms of what's happening, but Bradley has finally assembled his first team coaching staff. I mean, you kind of have to. We're getting you know pretty close to, to game time here. And let's just say a lot of familiar faces. Actually, I don't think any new faces to this, to this squad. Uh, mostly City 2 and other coaches within the academy that were already there. And I'd say most exciting, and uh, I mean the guy that I'm happy that we also kept, and I hope I don't know what his contract's like, but I hope we continue to keep him is John Hackworth. Did an incredible yeah. job as City Two's first coach. He'll be our main assistant. No surprise there. Incredible dude. Very nice if you see him out. If you ever get the chance to talk to him, just extremely polite and just loves being here and loves soccer. So let's lock him up. I don't know what his deal is. Let's extend him for the next eight years. I don't care. I let's just make sure that he doesn't leave. I'm extremely I, happy yeah. to lock him in. I'm I'm just like you. I'm stoked that he's going to be continue to be part of. It. We knew that he was in running for some other MLS jobs, and then in San Jose, he he is going to get stolen at some point. I just hope that we can have him as long as we can. He's also our director of coaching, so he's both an assistant coach and kind of guiding our coaching as well for the whole club. So John will continue to stay with us on the first team. Elvir Kafizic, I'm, I might be butchering that last name, joins us as a City Two assistant. He was already here for City Two season. John Miglaris um, was the coach for the UPSL. Uh, city team, the U21 team. He's joining the first team staff. Had They had a good first season. Uh, Alex Langer continues as the goalkeeper coach, jumping up from City 2. And Jared Phillips is going to continue to be the sports performance director. Uh, he has so much experience in MLS, in the NCAA, NASL, USL, uh, coaching teams like New England Revolution and doing a phenomenal job at that. So we've got quite a good first team staff to roll into with plenty, plenty of experience and some people that are kind of getting their first shot at managing at a high level like this. So it's exciting to have that blend of both experience and potential. Yeah, I'm extremely excited for our coaching staff. And and like you said, everything's coming right around the corner. And with that, we also started, started our preseason on January 11th. That was what, just a couple days ago. So yeah. it's exciting to see the guys in there. I know they had their media day. That's like Christmas, essentially, for soccer guys. Getting your jersey, you got your actual name on the yeah. back of your jersey. You got all the cool stuff. They're going to be styling all over St. Louis. But that started on the 11th. Um, they came in on the ninth or 10th or so, but then they had full training and now, and we also have a 10 day camp in Fort Lauderdale coming up. Yep, coming um, up. and we will play games against Charlotte on January 21st, Philadelphia union, January 24th and Miami on January 28th. 
Um, and then we will return uh, the 29th. And all three of those games will be closed to the public. So nothing that we can go out and see a little bit earlier. We're also going to have a inaugural preseason closed-door scrimmage against Atlanta United on Saturday, February 18th. I would love if that was actually open to the public. I don't know where that's going to be located. Um, their, their stadium's awesome, so it's probably going to be down in Atlanta, to be honest, and be inside. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just exciting. That, like, these dates are so close. We literally have our first game in a week, our preseason yeah. game. So it's It'll just be nice. exciting. That's right around the door. I think with that, a couple things in the middle of that Atlanta United game, which I actually think might be here at city. It'll still be closed doors. Unfortunately uh, is a sandwich in the middle Palm Springs, California trip. They're playing in the Coachella uh, tournament, which is kind of a funny thing, but it's, they're playing LA, Vancouver, New York city. Uh, I think some of those games actually might be open as an invitational. So uh, if you're in Palm Springs, Definitely, you could get a first look. For me, I'm excited about two things. Uh, one, during all this media day stuff and content day. First of all, I think the team's doing a phenomenal job. If you're following on Twitter or Instagram, you're getting some great content. I think we're already showing that uh, within uh, the club. Also, we are going full pink for the home kits. It's pink shorts as well. I was thinking it might be navy to kind of temper it a little bit, but no. We are embracing the city red. So I like it. I, I'm, I'm down for it. We're doing that. And finally, as well, with all these pregame matches, what is there, like nine? Yeah. Uh, with all of these different matches, yeah, there's we have seven scrimmages, some open, some closed. We're going to get a start to get a feel of who would the preferred maybe 11 might be, who is the first off the bench. This is when they can kind of tinker and, and tamper with some of the thoughts they're having and seeing the players for the first time together in preseason. So it'll be mouthwatering to kind of start to gather like who's going to be the really, really big players for us. We kind of have a sense for some of them, but I think some of those positions are kind of up for grabs and that's what's going to be determined here in this preseason campus. Who's going to go claim that spot and pencil his name in as a, a person that has to start, you know, right away in Austin. I need to update my vocabulary. You just in like two sentences use tinker, tamper, and mouthwatering. Things that I not coming across my mind. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, preseason, it's pretty insane to me up. that they, they literally just came this week and then they're playing in a game in a week from now. It's pretty quick. So these boys better be fit because, like you said, there's a lot of games in there as well. And we'll have a lot figured out by the end of that. So exciting times ahead. We'll keep you updated as we kind of get the scores and stuff on that if those even become available. Um, but we'll keep you guys Absolutely. updated. Absolutely. And then Jake, uh, finally, take us. Yeah. One thing I wanted to hit, hit before we get to uh, some of our listener questions, which are awesome, thank you all for sending those in, is Apple uh, has announced who the who the starting staff is going to be for the MLS season pass, which is what they're calling it moving forward. Uh, not really too much to go into here. It's kind of a mix of experience across the board. Some people have uh, MLS, some people have big network experience at Fox, at ESPN, Paramount+. Plus. Uh, Taylor Twelman is probably the most common name to hear there. Uh, he did leave ESPN, so he is now going to be full-time into Apple. I know he's stoked to really commit to doing soccer coverage the way that we want to do it, whereas ESPN never really gave soccer much of a limelight. So I'm really excited for that. I know Apple, you know, this is kind of – this is the first time. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they bring. I know they've kind of already shared some expectations with the local clubs as to what content they want to be delivering outside of their broadcast, uh, which is pretty significant. But what a great – shot for soccer to get the coverage it deserves on a network like Apple that hopefully really cares about it. I know there's some paywalls and there's a little bit expensive uh, in terms of paying for the subscription. And I know the access could be lessened because of that. Uh, and I really hope not. I hope people are seeing what's going on and saying, this is amazing. I have to buy this. Uh, but I really am excited to see the potential in terms of content that they're going to deliver uh, on this side of things. So that's coming up here too. 
it's a new step and i think it is exciting i, I hope no one's kind of downgrading it it's something that i think the mls needs is to have their own thing and taylor twelman t- tweeted about that he doesn't have he doesn't have to be apologetic when he's talking about soccer and fighting for screen time and i think that's going to be awesome for apple to have so yeah let's so get into we'll, some we'll fan- yep. yeah let's get in some fan questions jake i think the first one uh we got through instagram as well is from adam he was asking for stats and skills from the mls guys new to city so grabbed a couple of these um just kind of high level indiana vasilev his fifa ranking is a 62 with a potential of a 71 uh he's played for inter miami fc or cf sorry for the past two seasons he's played in the majority of their games starting about half or a third of those just five goals over those two years so nothing really impressive there but he's also a midfielder so i think he'll be kind of a role-playing guy unless we have some injuries or he has a breakout season to start john bell fifa ranks 63 with a potential of 69 played for the revolution for the past two years he played in 15 or 12 games past two seasons, starting about two-thirds of those, one goal in each of the seasons. He's a defender, so nothing surprising there. He'll be a mm-hmm. supplemental guy. Um, Tim Parker, FIFA ranked 66 with a potential 66. That's because he's been playing in the MLS for since 2015. Whitecaps, Red Bulls, Dynamo. We've talked about him. I think he could be a staple. He has very yeah. very uh, captain qualities, I would say, that he can just come in and be a leader of this team. And he knows the ropes in the MLS. He can kind of show these guys that are from Europe or younger guys the, how to go. So One I'm excited on to that see too. the minutes for him. If you're seeing coverage about preseason already, Tim Parker's already kind of, to, in my opinion, from what I'm picking up, kind of claiming that role. Because keep in mind, like Josh Yarrow was our captain for City 2. No one's announced anything for the first team on City. I don't think Josh just comes in immediately and just claims that. Maybe he will. Uh, but I think Tim Parker is an excellent candidate to claim that 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 captaincy uh, right away for the first team. And I'm already seeing reporters kind of picking up on that. His leadership style has been um, pick, picked up well by the players and people really like his personality. And he's an MLS journeyman. The guy's got so many years of experience. I think the 66 is a little bit harsh for him. And the MLS, he's a solid defender and he's been the defender of the year a couple of times. So like this guy is maybe not a couple of times, but Tim Parker is a solid MLS defender. I don't really know how many names you put ahead of his in terms of center backs. He's played 18,622 minutes in yeah. the MLS. Right. A quick math. I think that's 300 hours. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. try it. Re- you, yeah. You that's a lot. Numbers for us. Uh, I'm sorry. Just trying to give a little more background on him. And then last one, <laughs> Jared, Jared Stroud, FIFA ranking 61, potential 62. He's a midfielder. He'll also be a su- supplemental guy for us. Uh, he's was with Austin for the past few years and the Rebels before that. Didn't do a whole lot with Austin this past year, but did have um, a lot with them on 2021 and the Rebels of 2020. He started about half their games and played in about two thirds of them. So I think he'll just be another role playing guy. But uh, just one of the kind of guy with a chip that. on his Adam. shoulder, though. Chip Absolutely. on his shoulder, going back right away to Austin. I don't know if he pencils his name into the eleven, but man, I I would really want to be pushing for that spot to prove them wrong for not for not first game. Me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, let's one. get into some, some expectations. Yeah. yeah. Is this Brooks from you, Justin? Us. Uh, yes, this is from our Instagram Brooks DM us. Yes. For expectations for the year. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I- I'm tempering mine a little bit because I think what we've really done here at the club and I've gotten a little bit from transfer market and I read a lot, obviously about the club, but I feel like we've built a really, really solid infrastructure where, you know, everything we're doing with the, the, the campus and the environment around the stadium and the academy, like there's so, been so many positive steps. We're not overspending on players. We're creating and instilling an immediate playing style within the team at all levels. So I'm really excited about the potential. I do not think personally season one, we just roll through like an LAFC 
uh, and have an incredible expansion first season. Uh, I do think it'll be a solid season. I think we can rattle off some big wins. I think for us, it's going to be about really, I'm not too concerned about defense, to be totally honest. I think we have some great depth in the back. I'm concerned a little bit in central midfield. And then if, if Klaus can really come forth in this league, and announce himself as a scorer in big games and playing consistently at a high level. I think he can. And I think it's about that happening for us. So I think it'll be a solid season. I think we'll be pushing for a playoff spot. I don't think we're just locked right into the playoffs, but I know you might be a little more optimistic than I am. Yeah. We're locked into the playoffs. Not worried about that. Okay. No, I, I, I think expectation wise, I think we sneak into the playoffs. I agree. I think we're going to be battling, but I would love to see us there. And I think we can do it. I think, um, you always get, and we, we'll talk about this on a later question, you always kind of get a lot of uh, downplaying by the rest of MLS when you are, or any uh, sports organization when you are an expansion team. But I think we can make the playoffs. The one thing I will like to say that I think you and I can also help out with, and all the listeners, I think we lead the league in attendance. And so I know, don't base that off of uh, numbers. Of It's more of a percentage of how, of your stadium, how much of you are, or like how many sellouts you have, or like we have 22,500 people. What's our average attendance percentage? And that's what I think will lead the league in as well. Yeah, I, I think that kind of stuff, bar none, we're we've put ourselves as a club in one of the, the the best positions we could ever put ourselves in with how we've done and invested this money so far. So I think we are looking very very solid in terms of future as well. Like not just this season, we haven't just dumped the bank into this season and got a huge payroll. So I like the approach, and I think it's one that could be sustainable. Um, we got a question around top games we're looking forward to, and let me make sure I call. Uh, this was Mark that sent this question in on Twitter. So Mark asked us, what were the top games looking forward to? Obviously, Austin uh, as an opener. Justin and I might be there. We are scheduling a trip down there right now. Uh, so we could be in attendance there. Home opener will be awesome as well. I mean, arguably better, uh, depending on how Austin goes. Obviously, the the games against KC are going to be electric. There's going to be three of them. Uh, I really hope that we just get right into that rivalry. I want to see some chippy play. I want to see some yellow cards. I want to see some pushing and shoving. Uh, and then, uh, not to take your thunder, Justin, but LA is always going to be a fun matchup. Both teams, LAFC, LA Galaxy. These are the two of the most storied programs already. LAFC coming in a couple of years ago. And MLS, I'm really excited to put ourselves up against some of the highest payrolls in the league. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have LAFC at home. We just have them yeah. at LA, but we do have the Galaxy at home. So we have them on June 11th. So I think that'll be an exciting one. Um, and unfortunately, Bale retired, which is kind of bullshit. Yeah, of course. But he was scared. Whatever. Um, and then we kind of already talked about this. We had another question. Uh, what are we most worried about or bullish about? This was on Twitter as well. I'm trying to see who this came yeah, through. Kaiser from. had posted this Kaiser? question. And we talked about it a little bit already. But yeah, I'm bullish on our defense. I think our defense is, is depthy. And I really hope that we're really stingy on goals giving up. Uh, I do worry a little bit about the opposite, and that's being able to produce and be lethal when given the chances. Because I don't think we're going to dominate games. I think we're going to kind of going to play on the front foot in terms of pressing and trying to force mistakes out of the other team. And we're going to have to be lethal in taking those chances. Yeah, I completely agree. I think our defense can be stout, and hopefully, we can. Hopefully, Klaus can come out and just be a proven goal scorer. Um, oh, screw it, throw Caden in there. We know he can do it. But <laughs> I mean, I think it will be a lot of pressing and turnover and goals. So I think we we're not going to have one guy. I think scoring a ton of goals. I think it's going to be distributed amongst our wingers and uh, and our midfielders, and then hopefully some headers from some defenders on some corners. Um, and then I'll let you take the next one, Jake. Yeah, we got another question around how it's going to be feel beating Casey twice. Actually, it's going to be three times. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I'm trying to think who – I'm trying to get to who asked that question. But I personally don't think did. it's going to feel that good because I think it's, yeah. it's kind of 
assumed. And that was that was from Kaiser as well, by the way. It's, yep. I, yeah. I mean, it will feel Shout great, but I, I'm kind of if we don't beat them, then I'm going to be upset. That's how I'm going to feel. We got a question from Ryan about: Is this the roster going to be the rest of the season? If so, whatever. What uh, do we feel that really under? Are we going to be underdogs coming into the season? Like MLS is kind of playing us up to be. I do think we're kind of underdogs, but a little bit not by what we've done, but just by how it looks as an expansion team. They just don't have much to go off of for us at this point. I know we're last, right? Dead last in odds to win the MLS Cup right now. That's not necessarily our fault. I don't know if we're like signing a guy and that would jump us up the board. I think it's just because we're an expansion team and people don't really know what kind of, you know, commodity we are at this point. They kind of have, you know, little bits and pieces of what we've been assembling, but not really a full picture yet. I'm throwing, it's a hundred to one right now. Throw 10 bucks on a 20 grand. You'll, you be, you'll do that over literally the entire summer. What else are you going to do with 10 bucks? Throw it on there. LA, and to give you a reference point, LAFC is uh, plus 400. So you throw $10 to win 40. So that's how big of an odds gap that we have coming into the season. So yeah, we're definitely being the underdogs of the year, but I think we can at least get into the playoffs. Maybe make a run. Let's see what we can do. Two last questions, Justin. My basketball guy. We got a question about basketball. SLU basketball, Mizzou basketball. First of all, I just want to make a quick, quick point. SLU does not get much coverage in St. Louis. It's kind of a shame. Uh, I know they cover Mizzou a lot more than SLU, which is unfortunate because SLU always has these expectations of being, oh, this is the season. They've got the guys coming back and they got the transfers. It just doesn't really seem to pan out, but I'm not a basketball guy, so I'll let you take this one. Yeah, dude, SLU would absolutely get rolled. We would be. This year, it's it's really? not panning out how we want to. Javante Perkins came back from a torn ACL. He kind of forgot how to play basketball. It's been a little sad to watch. Yuri Collins, best point guard in the nation. Don't argue me on that. I would say Mizzou wins 96-78. to 78. Not a whole lot of defense on either of these oh, sides, but uh, yeah. yeah, I would definitely take the over in that game as well. But I don't want to talk anymore about that. It's been a disappointing season for the Bills. Final question. Final question from Maddie Casey on Twitter. The team, the club offers you a custom jersey. Who are you picking up and why? I'm taking Edu Leuven, number 10. I think we already talked about numbers. Number 10 is just kind of a classic soccer number. I also like Leuven. I think he's going to be a stout dude for us in the midfield. So. I'll go with them. Nothing flashy, just a hard worker and a workhorse. What about you? I would go with Tommaso Strzok. Uh, he, people in Germany really wanted to keep him. He's young. He's still got a lot of runway in his career. And I, I he's so shifty and his vision is so solid with the ball. I love that type of player. He's number seven as well, which seven's a pretty cool number as well in soccer. So I really look forward to seeing what he can do. He kind of feels like a little bit of an orchestrator or, um, you know, a, a playmaker, a creator in the team. And I love those types of players because they don't come around very often. There's not too, too many of them out there that have elite type of vision. I'm not saying he's elite this yet, but for MLS, I think he could be one of the top youngest stars already coming into the league. Dude, you used to be a goalie. I'm going to buy you a Roman Berkey jersey. I'm going to make you <laughs> wear a jerseys. goalie jersey. I know. I'm going to make you wear a goalie jersey with long sleeves in July games in St. Louis. I'm making yeah. you wear those. No, no, thank you. But I do love Berkey. Uh, that's all the questions that we ended up getting from folks, but these are awesome. Keep them coming. We'll definitely keep asking for them and covering them. The last thing I wanted to say before we kind of cut you all loose here for the day is a big thank you. Obviously 2022 was our kickoff year and we made, I think what, like 32 episodes in that time. So we ended up doing them every, you know, you know what, almost, yeah, bi-weekly. Uh, and it was tiring, but it was fun. We really enjoyed doing that for you all, and we couldn't have done it without you. So appreciate you all for tuning in and, and leaving reviews and leaving feedback and stuff. So like that was awesome. And the yeah, survey. Thank you well. for yeah, thank you for replying to the survey. I think that's gonna be helpful. We're gonna stick these episodes. We're right around thirty minutes right now. We're gonna keep doing that. We're gonna pump out just some quick ones as well. Um, I know we've got some some fun ideas and some fun interviews coming up as well, soccer and yeah. not soccer related. So 
stay tuned. It's going to be a fun 2023. Ticking down the days, man. It's the 14th when we're recording this. We're getting really, really close to, I guess, 21 days exactly from our first game. Wait, 21 days. I'm an idiot. Uh, wait, no, yeah. I'm wrong. The, the, the calendars wrong, are, are different. No, we're playing on the 25th, February 25th. We have a month. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have a month, a month uh, and a, a lot couple of days, of days until that yeah. first game. But, man, it's going to fly by. We'll be with you all a couple more times before then. Uh, but thank you again all for listening to Ball Watching STL. I'm Jake, joined by Justin, and we will be connecting back with you all in a couple of weeks here. See you guys. See you, everyone. Yeah.